Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Creative Source with Andy Osho, the podcast about creativity for the creative in you no matter where you are on your journey are you starting out are you an aspiring creative in one field or another or are you coming back to the arts after a time away maybe maybe this is your hobby doesn't matter this is the podcast for you we talk about everything related to a life in the arts first of all i want to as always Thank you to my Patreon patrons, you rock. And also a shout out to people who are supporting this podcast today. We're doing a shout out for Gemma Jones and Laura Bryant-Smith. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your financial support of this podcast. And if that's something that you want to get in on, just check out the show notes. Deets are all in there. All right, so what are we talking about this week? This week, the topic is social media. Mm -mm, Social media. (laughs) So this topic has come up quite a few times over the course of recording these episodes, but I figured because it's such a big part or it can be a big part of what we do and a big part of our lives that it deserved its own set of episodes. So here they are. Now, Obviously, we're talking in the context of being a creative. So this isn't just about social media in life, because otherwise, you know, you could do a whole podcast about social media, couldn't you? Because it just is so consuming and it's in in like every area of our lives, whether we want it or not. So this is about um, this is specifically for social media in the context of being a creative. Now, up front, I should say that you don't have to have 
social media accounts. You don't have to be on social media. So please, if you don't have social media or you don't post very often, don't listen to this and feel like, oh my God, I I should be. There's no should about it. For me, I think social media is completely a matter of choice. So if you hear something in this podcast that makes you think, oh, I'd like to investigate that, or I'd like to fold that into what I'm doing as a creative, then have at it. But don't hear this or don't hear anything in this and feel like, oh, that means you should be doing more or doing different. And the other thing is as well to say up front before we get into the conversation, there's no right or wrong way of using social media. If you do use it as a creative, there's no set rule because for every one thing that someone tells you, oh, you have to do that, someone else will be doing it differently and it will be working just fine. So when you get advice from other people and including whatever comes up in this podcast, take it with a pinch of salt. Always see what works for you because what works and fits somebody else's um, life and career may not work and suit yours. Now, obviously, um, social media is um, <laughs> it's not it's not straightforwardly a great resource and it's not terrible. It is what it is. So let's just look at how as creatives we can use it as a resource or a tool. But before we get into that, if you would like to support this podcast on Patreon, I am adding a new perk. Oh yes, I'm adding a new perk. So I feel like every time I do a new set of episodes, I want to offer something new for those who are teetering, but they haven't jumped yet. This perk is for you. So if you have a listener comment, right? If you're a Patreon patron on the opening tier, you guys, you can now send audio clips. So you will be in this podcast. You know, if you want a question to be answered or a comment that you want to share, it won't just be me reading it. You'll be in this podcast. If that appeals, then head over to Patreon, sign up on the opening tier and you will have access to that. And every tier above that, well, there's only one at the moment, but the other tier will also have access to that too. If you're an existing patron, then please feel free to send me a clip because you will already be able to do that. And I will include it in the show. So let's get into it. How do we use social media as a tool? Now, to me, it seems like it's, as I was sort of preparing for this, it felt almost as if there's like tears, as it were, always, there's always tears of things aren't there, but layers of how much you want to give over your social media channels, if you have them, that you're using for your own life and social, you know, just personally, how much of it you want to give over to work. And obviously, you know, you could do just the odd post about work, but mainly it's your life, your, your, you know, who's in your life, your pets, whatever, you know, that could be one way of using it. But another way of using your social media accounts is as a shopfront. So you can basically have your wares on sale, as it were, like what you can do. So if you're a performer, you might have clips of you doing whatever it is you do. You could include trailers perhaps for something that you're in. You could include blooper reels even if, uh, you know, it, it depends on what it is that you're you're offering as, a, as an actor. Like if you're a comedy actor, obviously bloopers are always funny, then it's kind of fun 
to show them. Even if you're like a serious actor, sometimes it can be nice to see the lighter side of, of you and what you do. Um, there's a, a an actor called Patrick McKenzie who who does I think it's called My Life My Journey and he he used to he doesn't do them at the moment but he used to do these like one or two minute clips that he would put up on Instagram just advice giving advice and it was always about acting um, how to be in auditions how to let things go how to prepare a character whatever whatever I guess he was coming up against he would then go on and make a clip about it and share that on his social media. And it meant that he was offering value by what he was putting onto his social channels. Uh, And it was all in keeping with what he did in terms of his craft. It was always about acting. There's um, a stunt woman that I met called Maria Hippolyte, who uh, was my stunt double on Curfew. And uh, she was also in um, Black Panther and she's just done a bunch of stuff. And she's really incredible and lovely woman as well. And she uses her Instagram for the most part to share her work. So you just see her doing these awesome stunts or practicing, you know, doing, um, you know, trying acrobatics or trampolining or what, you know, whatever, you know, to, to, to advance her skills. So you, it's a great shop front in the sense of anyone who uh, was looking to employ her could go to her social media and just get a real sense of the fact that she's always honing her craft. She's good at what she does. She works on high end projects, quality projects. And, you know, she's she, you can just the energy of her um, account is that she's a just a good human being. So if you're a performer, you can create a really interesting shop front. It doesn't have to all be you acting. So if you're say if you were an actor, you can be creative with it as well. And obviously, if you're an artist or somebody who creates stuff, then the shop frontness is a little bit more obvious because, you know, you would uh, you would have posts of those things. But you can also create posts of the creation process. So, you know, people really love I do anyways, love watching time lapse of people creating because especially when you can't tell what it's going to become, you're like, oh, what's this? It's almost like, you know, when uh, Tony Hart used to get those big canvases out and you watch him, uh, you know, through an aerial camera. This is on a British TV show if you're not in the UK. But this artist, he was like a, a an artist, like almost for kids. And he had a TV program called Take Heart. And he'd have an aerial camera watching over him and he'd create this huge painting. He never knew what it was going to be until maybe halfway through or almost towards the end. So watching someone actually in the process of creating, especially when they're a master creator, when they're really skilled at what they do, can um, be a really great way of advertising you and your wares. Um, So, yeah, social media can definitely be used as a shop front. And also amongst that, you can celebrate other people in your field who are doing well. So your shop front doesn't have to just be about you. It can be about your peers. And actually that breaks up the monotony of me as well, doesn't it? It's like if you can if you can share what other artists or creatives that you enjoy share their work as well, then it shows that you're not just sort of inwardly looking, that you have a sense of the whole industry and that you're not just wanting to Uh, advertise your own work, but you want to celebrate your uh, colleagues as well. And then in this respect, so when I was, you know, at the beginning I was saying, oh, you know, uh, a different um, uh, sort of uses dictate a different amount of like a ratio of how much is personal and how much is work. 
um, in terms of like your your output? Well, I would say with this shopfront thing, I would say probably about 75% of your um, posts need to be about your work. And then 25% can be personal and all the rest of it. This is if you're going to use it as a shop front. This isn't saying this is what you should be doing as a creative with your socials. It's just like, this is one way of managing your shop front. And I say that ratio because you want people to have a sort of consistent experience. And if it's sort of half and half, or if it's mainly personal, then it just feels like a personal account. And maybe people who industry folks might not be so interested in following you. But if you are offering quite a high ratio of like, this is me in my work world. This is my work. This is me talking about work and peers and stuff like that. Then industry folks will be more inclined to follow you because they want an industry experience, essentially. But actually, if you wanted to put even more energy into your channel, you could turn it into essentially a media channel, a broadcast of you it's the, you know, whatever your name is, channel. And what that means is that you're letting your followers know that consistently you will find and then fill in the missing gap. It could be comedy clips. It could be music. It could be actual performances and, and you know, some of the stuff that we were talking about in terms of the shopfront stuff as well. But actually it's not just you letting people know what you're about. It's actually showing them, here's my performances. Here's my work. Here's my art. Here's my music. Here's my craft. Here's everything that I can do that you might want to get in on. And then in which case now you want to start being very consistent with that. So examples of that would be somebody like Mo, the comedian who you know, obviously he has a television career now, so he doesn't post in the same way that he used to. But before he, you know, broke through, um, he would regularly post clips that were easily shareable, very funny. And they were so good that it was like, that's going to make people take, you know, unmute because most people listen, most people experience social media um, muted, certainly on Instagram but his stuff required you to unmute. And it was good enough that it made you do that. But he was consistent. You didn't see a lot of, oh, this is me in my life. This is me going to the shops. This is me, you know, this is me dinner with friends. He essentially created a Mo The Comedian um, uh, channel. Uh, Another example was Sarah Cooper, who did the Donald Trump lip syncing. And again, you know, she met your expectations. What you will find here is, and then consistently she provided it. Now, as evidence that that really works, both of those guys have got TV shows out of it. Mo the Comedian, obviously, as you know, is an, a, a BAFTA winning um, comedian and presenter now. Sarah Cooper got a Netflix special specifically off the back of doing these um, amazing lip sync videos. I think they're on TikTok. And then another example that I really like is Tony Baker, who revoices like animal clips. And I'm going to have to put a clip in the show notes because they are so funny. And again, he's really consistent with that. He's either doing the videos or he's talking about his comedy or he's including clips about his comedy. Now, if you go to his um, socials at the moment, he was recently bereaved. And so he talks about that quite a bit at the moment. But even then he, he, he does put a, like a comedic spin on it and tries to, he's, he's being raw and honest, but he's also, um, kind of being funny still. Um, and I'm not saying that to say that he's got a marketing head on, it's just who he is, I believe. Um, uh, and that that's how he do, he's dealing with his pain. 
But my, my, my overall point is that these three people have essentially turned their socials into another channel. We think back in the day, you know, in the in the UK, there was one point when we only had three broadcast channels. Well, now there are literally thousands because some people have turned their social media into broadcast channels. And so if you want to do that, you have to be consistent with what you're doing, because actually the more you deliver, the more people have expectation. And so when you breach that agreement, it can be really jarring. Like I remember um, I used to follow a an animal, I don't know, cute animals account. I can't remember what it was called, but they used to have consistently cute animals. And then every now and again, they would post pictures of really expensive watches going, oh my God, I can't believe the price of this watch, blah, blah, blah. It was basically a, a sort of an ad. And it used to really jar and irritate to the point where they started doing it so much because they had thousands of followers because obviously people wanted to see cute puppies. But um, they started to do it so much that I unfollowed them. So you want to be consistent with it if this, if this is what you're going to do, if this is how you're going to sort of create your your channel so that you meet people's expectations. Because the more you're consistent, the more people have expectations, the more they'll enjoy it, but the more you need to be consistent. Because otherwise when you're not, you start selling luxury watches instead, (laughs) they're going to be like, um, what? (laughs) And you should also know, I mean, I'm not going to get into how to do this because A, I don't know. and, And that's probably another episode. But what I will say is that building any channel, whether it's whatever platform it's on, is a lot of hard work. You have to be consistent, like I said, posting regularly, posting the same sort of on-brand, on-topic stuff, um, using all aspects of that channel. I mean, Instagram has a lot of um, options. It's got reels, it's got posts, it's got stories, it's got Instagram TV. So, you know, you need to work smart, use all the outlets that the particular platform that you're using offers. But also on top of that, you need to uh, learn about how social media works. To, to really succeed at this, I would say, you need to learn about algorithms. I mean, five years ago, none of us were talking about algorithms, but now it's all algorithms. But you need to learn about how they work. You need to, to learn that there are best times to post for you, for your audience. It's not just any old time. You know, there's a time, an optimum time when your audience are listening. You need to learn, for example, about um, Instagram carousels, whereby when you post a carousel, i.e. more than one image on one post or image or video, that that um, gives you another bite of the cherry in terms of when people are scrolling. Have you noticed that some accounts come up more than once when you're scrolling? It's because they've posted a carousel. Now, some some of you guys will be aware of this and some and some won't. But these are the kinds of things you need to think about. You need to think about hashtags and also changing your hashtags, because if you use the same hashtags over and over and over again, the algorithms, the magical algorithms might think you're a bot and give you a shadow ban. What the hell's a shadow ban? A shadow ban is where they just limit who can see what you're posting and you have no idea. But what you'll notice is that what used to get like, I don't know, a hundred or 200 likes is now only getting 20 or 25. It's because there might be a shadow ban on it. And that's just, that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just a few things that came to my mind that I know about as well. Like if you are going to, you know, really utilize this as an option, either option, really the um, shop front or the sort of actual media channel, then you need to know about this. 
I mean, the other option as well is you could go all the way because I would say that this is by and large about, I don't know, 80, 90 percent of your output. It may be more needs to be if you're doing this media channel thing needs to be on brand, on point, not personal stuff. Or you could go all the way and you could make your social media an actual shop because you can now sell through social media. And so it could be that every post basically is about selling something, either selling tickets to events that you're doing or selling actual creations that you've made. You may be an artist who's got, or you you know, you may be somebody who does uh, arts and crafts and there may be products that you can sell. So that's that's another way that social media can, can work for you. And if you are selling through socials, then you have to be completely, you're, you need to give that social uh, channel completely over to the thing. There can't be pictures of you. Oh, here's me walking in Dartmouth or whatever. It needs to be the whole thing. Because it's like if you went into Sainsbury's and then suddenly somebody started, I don't know, reciting poetry to you, you'd be like, what are you doing here? I've come to get my eggs <laughs> and bread. I didn't come for poetry, <laughs> you know. So you want a shop to be consistently what it is that you're looking for, unless you feel like what your if the additional post would be complementary to what the uh, original reason why um, a, a shopper might be there. If you think if you feel like it could be complementary, then maybe that could work. But generally speaking, I would say you need to just be consistent, the, the most consistent if you are creating a social channel as a as a shop. But listen, um, if you would like, this is me doing my uh, bit of shop talk, (laughs) turning my uh, podcast into a shop. But if you would like to join Patreon and support this podcast, as I mentioned earlier, there is a new perk whereby listener comments and questions, you can send them through as audio clips and I will include them in the show. That means that you can be in this show, basically. Instead of me reading your comments, you can be in the show. And I will also post, I didn't say this earlier, but I will also post links to your socials in the show notes because come on, you're in the show. So you deserve to be in the show notes. So that's another bit of advertising for you. Hello, I'm Roisin Connerty and you're listening to Creative Source with Andy Osho. Okay, let's have a listener comment. And this is from Kamara. See, if Kamara was a a patron, he could be saying this himself. (laughs) But all right. okay, I'll read it for you. All right. So uh, Kamara says about social media, because I did a shout out for your listener comments. He says great leverage as a tool, but some people put too much emphasis into it and less into themselves. And I think he makes a really good point is that um, sometimes people can become so involved with trying to build a channel to sell or, or promote something about what they are or what they do, that they actually forget to work on the thing that is what they are or what they do. So it really needs to be a balance. And as I said at the beginning, I think the most critical thing is what works for you. It's such an unforgiving um, pursuit to try and build social channels out of uh, a sense of obligation or, you know, when you just don't want to, that you're doing them strategically thinking that this will get you somewhere. Better to work on your craft than to work on a social media channel that you don't really want. But listen, why don't we have a little bit of bite-sized advice before we go? This time from Jason Manford. 
Now, not all of social media is bad. I'm of a generation that remembers a world before social media, and obviously subsequent uh, generations will not be able to tell a difference. They'll just always be social media. But social media can be positive, and it can, you know, you speak to any young people, they'll say, well, it can help strengthen friendship, it can provide emotional support. But on the flip side, we spend, as a nation, on average, three hours a day on social media and it can lead to negative thoughts moments where we feel like we're not good enough because we see how well everybody else seems to be doing but again it's important to not compare your full movie to somebody else's trailer that person isn't better at life than you they're just better at taking a photo at the right moment so don't be fooled with the images of life some other people like to project And if you're creating content on there, remember which opinions matter to you. Don't take criticism of someone you wouldn't go to for advice. And that includes negative people on Twitter. So my advice on social media is to use the parts of social media that bring you joy. Follow people who inspire, lift or entertain you because not everybody on there is worth your time. That was, of course, the amazing Jason Manford, who has been a very good friend to this podcast and um, given a few bite-sized advice clips. And that one, uh, the takeaway for me, I think, was about joy, really. I mean, he was talking about finding joy in who you follow on social media, but I think also in doing it, like really don't put yourself through the drama of trying to create a certain type of social media channel if you're not going to enjoy it, because it is a slog. I mean, I did a blog, a vlog, sorry, a a, a filmmaking vlog when I was making my film um, Amber. And it was really hard work. I also did um, a a series of uh, videos during the 2016 um, US election because I was living in the States at the time. And it was taking me all day to make these videos because I'd have to watch one or two hours of the news to get a sense of what I was going to talk about. Then I my studio was already set up, but then I'd get changed, hair and makeup record, edit, upload. I wasn't done until seven. I did it for a month and it didn't get me a huge amount of, I mean, I was being quite strategic at the time. I was thinking, oh, maybe, you know, I was putting them up on funny or die and stuff. And I was hoping like that would create a little bit of traction. Maybe it would, you know, I don't know, get in front of somebody who books SNL or somebody like that, you know, yeah, dream big guys, dream big. And it was a lot of hard work. But as you can hear from what I just said, I was kind of approaching it strategically. What will this get me? I wasn't necessarily just doing it for the joy of it. I want to spend all day making videos all by myself. So really, no. And and I, and I put them on YouTube and stuff. So that was how, that's how they fed into the whole socials thing. Um, but it was quite hard to get um, traction with them. And I, you know, I think I spent money on Facebook advertising at one point. And so you got to really love it. That's that's the big thing that I want to say. And so where Jason was talking about joy, I think he's absolutely right. It's just like if it's not bringing you joy, then maybe that isn't for you. Maybe that outlet, that way of using it isn't for you. Remember in the social media section where uh, in the mental health episodes, I talk about how it makes you feel and that like how someone fed back to me that, you know, the, all they get from social media is a big fat dose of insecurity. So if being on there, posting on there generates any kind of mental health anxiety or concern, then perhaps it's not the space to be. You don't, as I said at the beginning, need to be on it. You don't have to have social media channels and you certainly don't have to use them as a tool for work. 
It's just an option. It's a resource that you can use if you so want to. And so next week, what we'll talk about is other less kind of involved ways, perhaps, that you can use social media as a tool. Until then, I just want to say thank you to Jason Manford for the bite-sized advice. Thank you to Kamara Kaizen for the listener comment, to Martin Lumsden for the post-production, Clydesdale Music for the theme tune, and your Stobart for the marketing. And to you guys, as always, live well and with gratitude and just keep creating. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Creative Source. If you're looking for more support with your creative journey, I'm offering one-to-one online mentoring. Perhaps you want to launch a project but don't know where to start. Maybe you've got stuck around a certain issue, need some advice, or just want to bounce ideas around. Whatever it is, I'm here. Just hit the Patreon link in the show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash creative source with Andy Osho to find out more. Mm-hmm.